0: This is Nursing in America. Each week, we speak with incredible nurses from all over the world who have taken the leap to start a new life in the United States. If you're thinking about doing the same, then this is the place you'll find all the insider knowledge and inspirational success stories to realize your own American dream. Hi,
1: everybody, and welcome. My name is Tanya Friedman, and I'm the Executive Officer of Kinetics USA. We help healthcare organizations all over the United States with the nursing shortage by bringing in internationally educated nurses. And I have with me today, Chelsea. Hi, Chelsea, welcome. Good morning. Good morning. And we also have Tina. Hi, Tina, welcome. Good morning. And then Chelsea and, and Tina are our experts and we're gonna hear a little bit about their background in a few minutes. Uh, Joining us today as well is Elma and Jake. Elma and Jake are two international nurses who have come recently to the United States. Welcome, Elma. Welcome, Jake. Hi. Good morning.
2: Good morning, ma'am. Hello.
1: Hi there. Welcome, everybody. Okay, so let's get started. I'd like the panel, please, to go ahead and introduce themselves. Please give a little bit of background. Uh, about yourself and share with the viewers why you are on the panel to talk about culture shock. Let's start with Chelsea.
3: Thanks. Good morning again, everyone. It's nice to see everyone. My name is Chelsea. I am currently a marriage and family therapist. I'm also a PsyD candidate right now for my doctorate. Um, I have quite a bit of experience working with you know, different folks, different in individuals. I helped form a nonprofit in Boston um, that was individuals relocating from Haiti. And I've done a lot of work recently down in the border in Tijuana during the pandemic, kind of getting folks settled, getting individuals accustomed um, to, to life in the States and that transition. I specifically do a lot of trauma therapy. So oftentimes, um, kind of the folks that maybe are coming with a little bit more crisis, uh, but I have a lot of experience working with families and especially kids getting them settled in the States.
1: Okay, so Chelsea is one of our experts and we can't wait to hear her take on culture shock and how people can navigate that and hopefully um, not experience it too badly. Tina, do you want to go? It's a (laughs) big topic. It's a big topic, yeah, and an important topic. Go ahead, Tina. It's something that people don't really talk about. So I think that's really and the value of today's show. Tina, go ahead and introduce yourself to everyone.
4: Hi, I'm Tina. I worked for a um, healthcare facility out in the Midwest. Um, We recruited um, quite a few nurses over there. So um, by the time I left, there were about 140 nurses and their families that had arrived. Um, So I helped all of them through uh, their um, steps of arriving from picking them up to the airport to um, many levels afterward. So um, I was there for about three years doing that, and um, it was just absolutely lovely, but um, a lot of experiences that come with that as well.
1: Okay, so Tina's going to be able to offer a lot of insight from the outside perspective, from the the facilities perspective, and having watched literally hundreds of people go through culture shock as nurses when they arrive at a hospital in the United States. Alma, go ahead and introduce yourself.
5: Hi, my name is Alma. I am just six months here in the U.S. I came here with my husband and my two kids. My kids are five and one, and I'm the only new nurse in my area. And I'm pretty fresh here, six months. So the culture shock or the culture adjustment is still very much going on. And I'm very happy to share my experience of what we went through and we are still going through as a family.
1: Okay, thank you, Elma, And I think your experience is going to be really valuable because you are right kind of in the middle of it. Um, And as we said, a lot of people don't talk about it. So thank you for being brave and courageous and sharing this with everybody who's watching. Because I think sometimes people kind of want to cover it it up and don't want to talk about the culture shock that they're experiencing. Um, so I, I really think it's wonderful that you are here to share that. Jake, what about you?
2: Good morning. Um, my name is Jake. Uh, I arrived here last July. So I'm about um, seven months only. So I still experience culture shock in um, different uh, places in the, the hospitals or in the or in the communities uh, in general. So I can share with you some of my experience uh, in the culture shock here in the US.
1: Thank you, Jake. All right, so let's get started. So nurses dream of coming to America. That's the ultimate. Elma and Jake, tell us about your dream. When did you first want to come to America?
5: I took my NCLEX 2008. So that's how long I have been trying to get here. My family, especially my parents, were actually the one who encouraged me because of the opportunities that is very much available here in the U.S. So that's how long my journey has been trying to get to here in the US. And now I'm finally here. <laughs> okay. So
1: a long time coming. And also I think probably, Elma, you want to make sure that you live up to what your parents were hoping for you.
5: Yes. There is some degree of that. But at the same time, along the way, I my nursing journey was very colorful and interesting. Mm-hmm. But I I have come to love and like and respect the profession very much on my entire 15 years of being a nurse. Okay. So you clearly have that passion for nursing.
1: Jake, what about you? Did you always want to come to America? Share a little bit about your story and your hopes and dreams.
2: My American dream started back in 2003 because I graduated back then at that year. And it's really a long journey since, um, you know, um, I, I encountered retrogression. Back then, 2007, 2008. So I, I shift to another option, which is the United Kingdom. I moved to the UK for six years. So I, <laughs> I didn't have much any idea if I can still pursue my American dream. But when I went home back in 2015, uh, I heard that Amer- uh, immigration in the U.S. are still are continually hiring nurses. To migrate to the US. So at that time, my American dream was already there again. So um, it took me maybe 10 to 15 years to come to the US. So it's a long journey, should I say. And it's been, it's been my dream to come to the US since I have so many friends, relatives, and even extended families who are based in California. So it's pretty much, I mean, um, this is really my second home, should I say.
1: Okay. So a long time, Jake, that you've wanted to come here. And obviously during that time, you probably built up a lot of expectations of what that would be like. Correct. Yeah. Jean, hi, we've got Miss Jean who's joining us. Hi, Jean. Welcome.
6: (laughs) Just give a quick introduction. I'm Jean Oliver on Facebook, uh, Jason Jimenez in the real life. So I came here in the USA since 2006, been here for almost 16 years now. Jean is very famous, helps many, many nurses, and I think will bring a very
1: interesting perspective to the discussion because she went through culture shock, but it's a few years ago. So Jake and Elmo are, are going through it right now. So I think it's, it's um, interesting for, to have Jean's perspective. Okay, so we're going to start off with the basics. Um, Chelsea, we've got a, a graphic, um, which is basically um, what is culture shock? So um, if you want to just share with us just kind of like a definition of culture shock, and then what are some of the feelings? If you can talk us through this slide, um, what are some of the feelings that are associated with culture shock?
3: Sure. Yeah. I mean, in general, as you really touched on, it is a very normal experience thing. I want to say first, it is very expected and very normal. Culture shock in itself is a really broad term used to describe kind of what happens and what we go through, the feelings that we go through when we encounter an unfamiliar environment or unfamiliar settings. So this beautiful graphic shows a lot of those things, Um, of course, things like loss and homesickness. Probably, I know you mentioned we're going to talk a little bit about the stages, uh, so a lot of that loss of homesickness can come up. Rejection can occur if we're feeling like, especially with children or younger individuals, if we're feeling as though we don't fit in, we can feel rejected. That can certainly lend into some of the helplessness on this graphic as well, you know, feeling othered by the society that we're entering can lead to a lot of stress as well the confusion certainly a very very important piece to look at um, how different customs occur how things maybe look different than in our in our countries certainly something that can happen quite a bit with children as well okay so
1: a bit of an emotional roller coaster elma can you share with everybody who's watching today what are some of the feelings that you have experienced going through the last few months of being in the united states
5: oh um being in a, being new in a foreign country culture shock gave me a sense of anxiety and that's true a bit of confusion and mm-hmm. i guess that resulted from just being cut off from the familiar culture that i was in the environment that i was mm-hmm. used to the first 3 months was probably the most i felt it just mm-hmm. not just me including my husband my kids are pretty young to feel it but yes the first three months was pretty much the peak of the culture shock, I would say. Okay. So lots of those emotions that
1: Chelsea's just described. Jean, do you want to maybe go ahead and talk about, I know it's a way back for you, but did you experience any of those feelings when you uh,
6: first came into the United States? We surely had a culture shock when we came here in the US. So it's been a long time, like 2016. Uh, so when we arrive, I have my family with me, my, my daughter with me, who is three years old, and uh, so there are times that we felt that uh, like you know the racism, especially in Michigan, there's a lot of white people there, and it's not so it's not so accommodating. Some of the coworkers in the hospital are are like. The, you you don't feel that you're 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 accepted and but we have a good uh, we have good friends who came in before us so it's like a kapatiran in Michigan so we have a group of Filipino nurses there like one hundred plus uh, before us so it helped us to uh, to be accepted like you feel at home too. Okay, so having that
1: community, it sounds like was very helpful. Yes. In what way did they help you,
6: Jean? Uh, you know they will they will tell you how how the people how to work with the people, especially all the nurses in the hospital. like if you if you feel that you' are being bullied or something like that, you have to fight for what is right and you have to be assertive assertive in everything that you do. Uh, so they will teach you how to how to mingle also with with those nurses.
1: Okay, so just sometimes it, that inter interpersonal communication can yeah. be very helpful because I think for many international nurses, you know, it, it's very it's very um, typical to be taught to be shy, to be humble, not very assertive. Jake, can you talk a little bit about that and how that was a transition for you?
2: Um, actually, um, I just experienced a little stress when I came here because I already had experience working in the UK for a long time. So it's not, it's not too bad, should I say, but, um, there are just some things that also I experience, um, you know, especially if you can feel like, um, you are not in for the group. Um, like they would tell you, okay, can you work with this guy? Can you work with them? And you can see the person you're working with is our foreigner, So. You could tell that, oh, probably there's something wrong with this. And uh, there's, there's white people, they're just, you know, working on their own friends as well. So I could say that, um, yeah, there's still racism in the, in, in the areas. And I think it's it's just have you just have to be strong and you just have to deal with it when you're from foreign country because you cannot take, I mean, you cannot eliminate these things. They're still there. So what I did, I was just very professional and I just keep doing what I love to do as a nurse.
1: Yeah, so kind of putting one foot in front of the other, just continuing.
0: Yes, ma'am. We'll be back with the conversation in just a second. There's a wonderful opportunity for you. Kinetics USA is currently recruiting registered nurses from all over the world to work in healthcare facilities here in the USA. If you are interested, please apply at kineticsusa.com slash application. That's kineticsusa.com forward slash application. On with the show.
1: Tina, I know that you saw hundreds of nurses coming through to the United States and you kind of saw them from the outside perspective. Did you notice a difference? Like, does everybody go through culture shock? Or do some people go through it in different ways is one question. And also, um do you find that there are certain symptoms or things to look out for from the, from an outside
5: perspective?
4: I think everyone goes through a different form of culture shock. Um, just like everyone deals with things differently and they show it differently. You may not always recognize it in others. Um, I think it's just a matter of how each individual deals with their, their emotions and how they feel. We certainly saw people with culture shock. I think a very important part was Um, just how they handled it, and and just knowing that you need to go and ask for help um, or go find someone to talk to. Um, If your hospital has a coordinator, um, that's what I was um, being there and always having my office door open to where they could come and talk to me. Um, I think that's very important, especially when you're starting to feel any of that culture shock or you have questions about why is this happening or why are people saying things like this. Um, because not every hospital is going to be very diverse, as some of them said. So it's a matter of letting the people, your coworkers, your new coworkers, know what more about your culture. Teach them about you, where you come from, and let them know um, what it is that is so important to you, so that you can also do the same for them. You can learn where they came from. You can learn um, what they do, and then you can start making those bonds through those differences. Yeah, I think that's that's
6: very valuable
1: advice. Is to be able to find who you can talk to. So you you know you said you had an open door policy, so people knew that they could come to you or or to have trust. And I think the hard thing, and and Elba Elma, you might be experiencing this because you're the only international nurse at the facility where you're working. How do you handle that if if you know if it's not like like Jean said? She had uh, a lot of people to to call on, or Jake had, you know, he he had been through culture shock before. Tell us how you handled it as being the only international nurse in the hospital,
5: ok. So when I first came, um I had a so we did an orientation with the h r. and I was the only international nurse. I was introduced to my preceptor, which I'm very thankful for that she was really open-minded. And she was very curious of where I came from, what I was used to, what are the working environments I used to work in, so that we have like a leverage of where we would start. Um, At the first, I would say two weeks, it was pretty overwhelming because I also worked on the southern part of the states. So the accent of the people is very strong. And I thought that oh I have good IELTS score I pretty much know English well but once you hear the this, the this, this strong Southern accent that mm-hmm. kind of like gets me off a bit mm-hmm. and that was something that I needed to get used to as well and then um, make sure that um, make sure that you be proactive in knowing the policies like the non discriminatory discriminatory policies of your hospital and just be proactive and be respectful to all your colleagues. Um, if you think that you're being stepped into, make sure that you know how to talk to people and be just um, just be professional as possible.
1: OK, so good advice there. There are a lot of symptoms that people from the outside can see when somebody's going through a uh, culture shock. Chelsea, we've got a graphic about the symptoms, the common symptoms of culture shock. Can you just talk us through some of these symptoms?
3: Sure. Yeah. And as we kind of really thoughtfully mentioned, they're going to look different in everyone. And I think the the role that expectation plays in this, we talked about this being a lot of folks dream. And so it can be kind of hard to acknowledge when we have some of these feelings because there's so much excitement. So certainly being homesick, pretty self-explanatory, you know, with such a big shift happening, missing the things that are comfortable and familiar is, is definitely, it may be uncomfortable, but very normal thing to expect. Sleep is going to be something that, you know, for children and adults, if we're going through the anxiety, the stress during the day, getting used to perhaps even a new time zone as well, new work hours, disturbed sleep pattern when we're stressed, sometimes that affects our sleep. Feeling remote or isolated, you know, I think so important to also recognize these past couple years, not only culture shock, but culture shock in a pandemic. So not only are we getting used to a new place, we're getting used to a new place. And oftentimes that was locked down. So access to different communities, resources to connection and community is going to be really limited all of those things can certainly lead to the decreased productivity, right? When we're dealing with the anxiety, the loneliness, feelings of isolation, that can absolutely affect our work. And as some some different folks mentioned, kind of differences in language or in hospitals or where we're working, kind of getting caught up and, and up to speed on how different things work, while also balancing some of these, you know, what can be really uncomfortable feelings can can certainly lead to to different things in in our work and the personality change very interesting you know to think about this one we're kind of adopting in many ways a, a new culture completely and that can definitely make us look at our identities and we can kind of some folks do there's different everyone responds really differently so we've said this is a normal process but we're all going to respond to it really differently Some individuals might take it all on of different aspects of the new culture, whereas others might, you know, pick and choose. And really, it's an opportunity to kind of look at our identities and maintain certain parts or kind of integrate new parts as well.
1: So everybody's going to go through it differently. I remember when I came to the United States, I think in the first few weeks and months, I really felt like I was operating in a fog, like I'd landed on another planet. Even though I'd been to America once before, Elma's smiling, I think you can probably relate. <laughs> um, you know, I, I I felt like first of all, I was scared of the Americans. I'd seen them in the movies, and and Americans seemed so confident to me and so um, you know, just like in charge, and uh and I felt so intimidated that I felt so scared to ask anybody anything and, and 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 everything just felt so confusing. I think it's helpful though for people to know that there is a timing there is a different stages that that nurses can go through. Tina, can you maybe do we've got a graphic of the different stages of culture shock Can you maybe take us through the different stages what you've seen people experience these five different stages? Oh, sure.
4: Um, So everyone is always so excited when they arrive. Um, They're anxious. They're excited. They want to see the hospital. Um, I remember many times driving um, to their uh, permanent um, or to their temporary housing. Um, They wanted to drive by the hospital so they could see it. So it's that excited stage. um, And just like any most stages with that honeymoon stage, you're just so excited and you're so happy. And then you start feeling the homesickness and that culture shock. So, um, you start going through that negotiation stage where you're questioning whether or not you made the right decision. Was this the right decision for you? Was it, and if you came with your family, was it the right decision for your family? Because it is such a difference. Um, and then you start adjusting and you're like, oh, maybe this isn't so bad. So, there is a fine line. Right there, between that negotiation to adjustment stage, where you're you're trying to find your new home, your new your new permanent state, um, and then you start adapting, and that's when I've seen so many people flourish. Um, I can say from from the very first people that arrived, um, and seeing them that were still on friends on Facebook. Um, and everyone afterwards, just seeing how much they've grown um, to think that in just three years, they've gone through all these stages. And now they have settled, they've bought houses, um, they've bought cars, obviously, and they're traveling the United States. I think some, most of them, I think, have seen the, more of the U.S. than I have, um, and I've been here all my life. But it's just an amazing thing and journey to see everyone go through it.
1: So, and I have one nurse, you know, at Kinetics, you say we always shown this is this, this graphic, because I think it's kind of a good thing to keep in your head, especially when you're going through your worst time. And Chelsea, can you explain what that re-entry shock is?
3: Sure. And I, I wanted to just mention one thing too, as well, about this, these stages, as I believe you mentioned earlier, this is very well studied. Um, something very important to note is that these are not always linear um, and within families, they may also not be linear. They may not line up in terms of what one individual is going through and others. And that can not necessarily be a negative thing, but then sometimes we can kind of compare, especially if we're children, we have siblings of different ages. Oh, they're acclimating sooner, or we feel like we're heading towards that adjustment, and then say there's a big holiday. In our home country, or a big celebration—something maybe we miss—so we can regress a little bit, and that's also normal. It's not cause for concern that oh no, we're you know going back to where we started. The reentry shock looks like home feels different. If we go home, if we're able to to go back to our home country, you know, having adapted to our new culture, then re-entering our old culture. You know, we're we're different. We've adopted different parts of different cultures or we've acclimated to a vastly different culture. And sometimes that can make home look different, too, which can be shocking in itself, because that can put us kind of in between in between two cultures as well.
1: Like you feel like you don't really belong in either place. A hundred percent. You kind of belong in two different places. Um, Elma, can you tell us a little bit about your honeymoon phase?
5: Oh, it was—I would say it was short and sweet because um, <laughs> yes. Um, before coming here to US, I was actually in the Middle East for ten years, and it was during the pandemic that we came here last year. Um, in the Middle East, it's they're pretty strict with the social distancing and wearing the masks. So we land in Chicago, and I see the Chicago skyline, and it's beautiful and. It's finally dawning on me that, oh, we're in America. Yay, we're here after like 14, 15 years of of dreaming, setting, coming here. And then we land in the Chicago airport crowded, and not everybody was wearing the mask. And we were like, me and my husband were like, are these safe? Kind of like that. So, um, but it's still every now and then there's still a sense of being overwhelmed and being happy that, after all these years, we're finally here. So yeah, there's still that feeling of being happy and being a mix of still adjusting to this different culture of different people. And like you said, um, Tanya, um, at first, um, I was very uh, cautious of how I act because Americans tend to be very straightforward and frank, not to the extent of being disrespectful, but Filipinos tend to be timid. That's our culture. So that's something that I need to be uh, getting used to and just make sure that um, the people that you talk to mean well and just keep in mind, um, make sure that you're not being stepped into.
1: Yeah, good advice, Elma. Mm -hmm. And those are such great memories when you think about that honeymoon phase, because I think for many nurses coming into the United States is you just wanna like pinch yourself. Like, are you really here after all these years?
0: We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Nursing in America. Part two will be available next week, so make sure you hit the follow button and come back to join us then. If you enjoyed the episode, please help us and leave a review. Kinetics USA is currently recruiting registered nurses internationally. We offer direct hire, which means healthcare facilities will directly sponsor and hire you to work here in the USA. If you're interested, please apply at kineticsusa.com application. That's kineticsusa.com forward slash application. You can find the link in the show notes.